just just for instance, like look at um, Hollywood's like l more newer attempts at like female action movies. I mean, they're, they're so out of touch. They're so out of touch. I mean, the last good one I watched was um, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, like the original one with mm -hmm. subtitles. Fucking outstanding. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, that girl does a fucking boss job at that and it's like legitimate you're invested and it's a fucking action series it's like it has that kind of old school feel of like it's gritty and there's real stakes there and you're like in it with her because there's this like vulnerability but she's also a badass and you're just in it and it's not because she's walking around in hot pants or anything you know what i mean like she happens to be a female who's going on this journey and you're in like you're sold you're like yes yep. but um then they do like okay so we want people to do this and they're like let's put charlie's Theron in a movie where she does nothing but make out with girls and kill hitmen and then berate men for not watching it because they're sexist it's like you had her making out you had like as many lesbian scenes in that movie as possible to garner a male audience as you could yeah and then you're going to insult them for not watching it like it's like come on like she, that was so unneeded not that like like I said, and then the people would say, like, oh, so the hero can't be lesbian. Look at Ruby Rose. She's doing fine. Like, she's openly out, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. doing what she does. And she's doing fine with, like, Vin Diesel and shit like that. She's, like, you know, a bit typecast and whatnot, but she's making money. So, like, it's just one of those things. The same with uh, Kate Beckinsale. They did the same thing where they basically did, like, Atomic Blonde, but with Kate Beckinsale and stuff. And it's just like, dude, don't get me wrong. Beautiful woman, great actress. But, like, there's, you know... That there's just roles isn't there like it's not coming down to sex or anything like that it's just like roles like what is stay in your lane type of thing like it's yeah. not that you're not capable but it's just like it's so um it's so out of the blue and then when you use like sexuality to sell it solely and then be like oh you're sexist for not liking it <laughs> be like yeah no it's, it's it, you you almost like i i wish that there were I wish that there were, you know, strong female, uh, there are strong female action heroes. I wish they were given the time of day. I yeah, wish that, I, I wish I, that I was... it wasn't like, Hey, listen, you know, I know you're a badass and everything and, you know, it'd be great, but this movie's not going to sell unless you get your tits out. Yeah. No, and and, and it's, it's like it's... some grimy, gross ass dude. That's like, I just want to see your boobs. Like I must be yeah. 100 with everybody look, here. Look, like the action film was always had room for sexuality back to like, well, yeah. John Paul Van Damme mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know, like oiled up dudes with ripped things. But the thing was, is like both people wanted to see it. I like, remember wanted to see it. Cause I like, yeah, I'm going to look like that a couple months, a yeah. couple dumbbells. That's going to be me. And you're like, you're looking at his body. Like it's your body. You're like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then that means that you're not mad at your wife being like, my God, I <laughs> fucking to death. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> like, cause, but there's that like That's duality, right? Like where you're both projecting on that. Uh huh. Whereas it's different when you do it disingenuously with a, especially with a female character, it's more telling, right? Because girls are like, I'm not watching that fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, because they're like, I'm not going to watch it because you're just going to be looking at her the whole time. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Because it's a blatant garnering yeah. to the, the male visuals. And then men, more than likely, aren't going to watch it because they're like, I'm going to watch a fucking action movie. Though. Like, if I'm going to watch an action movie, I want to watch an action movie. And that's where, like like I said, those, um, there are those female actresses out there who, or actors, sorry, um, 
that fill those boots perfectly. Like, they yeah. never have to worry about that line. Like I said, the girl from Fast and Furious, the um, Hispanic... Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, yes. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. She she fills that role every time, no matter what she's in. Was it she in... Um, was she in Assault and Precinct 13? Uh, she was in Assault and Precinct 13. She was in the original Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just... Um, yeah, she, like I said, just... Um, badass it just works mm-hmm. i buy it i completely buy it same with dragon tattoo lady and um all the all the all of them like you know i mean it just works but i i hate what they're like you know so it, I, I get I like it. we won't get too far into it but you know just, just when they purposely try and exploit the male psyche and basically be like here's a stripper who can beat people up in bras and panties and then most men are like now I'm going to watch Bruce Willis again. And then they're like, you sexist. It's just like, I mean, maybe a female character needs more than bras and panties to sell a movie. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe yeah, that's well, on I, you. Well, that's, you know, that's like, what the, that's why there's so much, that's why there's so much, you know, misogyny in Hollywood and everything. That's why it still goes on today. It's because this, the belief still stands that for a, a female driven movie to sell that parts of her body must be must be seen and like there look, must be um, some kind of like it's very strange the, the thing that i i feel is like unnoted is uh you know like lucy lawless right so do you ever remember do you ever remember like the hercules tv show oh, i yeah. forget that dude's name but i remember watching that as a kid uh and, um, oh well but i I definitely watched Xena more than I watched the Hercules show. Not right. because she was hot, which she was, but she was also terrifying. She's like, I don't know how tall she actually is, but in the movie, in the show, Amazon they portrayed her like, yeah, she's a fucking giant, powerful, badass woman. And you're like enamored by her, but also like you love watching her beat people's asses and shit, right? Mm. So you're like rooting for her. And then that's a careful balance to do, but like you can't just put anybody in a fucking mini skirt and give them a samurai sword and be like yeah that's an action you know what i mean like right because because the thing is, is is where where it comes down to and where they should be testing out of audiences is that men and women will like if it's genuine men and women will like her mm-hmm. right resident evil fucking xena the warrior princess like all these ones that have like stood that test of time and had constant viewership both men and women like them. And it's not so much the sexuality. Now, now they can, just like in action movies where dudes have their shirts off and they show their physicality and there may be like that sexual element there. It's more than that though, isn't it? Because that's a show of confidence. Whereas I feel like what they do in a lot of the female ones is they take it too far to a point of vulnerability, right? But they literally objectify them and try and make them imposing and, and it, it, it's, right. it's, a, it's like a predictive concept not that it can't exist um at the same time but it's, it's just a, it's just a bit contradictive and i i just uh i don't know that would be something that like in terms of like me and you writing it'd be something that i'd be really into uh doing because like there's plenty of if you examine movies like um so, so like again just like a personal touch in case anyone thinks i'm being a complete asshole i think that the, the biggest fucking if you want to talk about warriors and shit you want to talk about like a warrior mindset someone who's fucking badass who you don't want to fuck with 
that's like a mindset of like i will fucking outlast you and survive i mean yeah you can talk about like ufc fighters and boxers and stuff like that all of which i respect and some of them i admire very highly but you're not getting better than that fucking elizabeth smart girl that girl that woman <laughs> dude you don't have those minerals right right yeah. you don't have the you don't have those fucking minerals for all those years all those fucking years and still not give up on yourself and still think i'm gonna fucking get this guy like i'm fucking you know what i mean dude that's the shit right but look i like again like i know that sometimes when i talk about this stuff it comes off as like a bit misogynistic and sexist and stuff to me but i grew up with like strong my man's a fucking like i met many people in my life think they're a gangster my nan's a fucking gangster she's like eight years old She's robbing people. She didn't give a fuck. Right? She's, a, she's a lone shark. She didn't give a shit. I grew up around strong women who didn't need anybody. And so I don't like it when they missell it. You know what I mean? When they And then they try right. and like flip it. So it's like your fault. And so like when I see a story like that, when there's real life women out there with stories like that, and it's just like, and they're still constantly selling it through this uh, lingerie package <laughs> constantly. It's just yeah, like, you don't it's... need it. It's like this... Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like Amanda Nunes is badass, but that Elizabeth, that fucking, that chick, dude. Oh my god, you don't want to be left on the desert island with her. She will be the boss. Yeah, she'll eat like, you. The mental, mm-hmm. the mental strength of that. It's absolutely like, like, and and that's kind of that's kind of toughness. That's toughness that is I I I can't even I can't even dis, I mean we're Dude, it's a I, movie channel right but Jesus Christ like like there's there's you no know, there's no but, more badass anything on film oh uh, dude to, than, to be you know again we won't go again like I said it's it's a uh, movie channel family safe and whatnot so we won't go into explicit detail but right um no that 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 woman yeah look up elizabeth uh, experience she experienced the harshest reality that even you know you take fucking your vin diesel and dwayne the rock johnson and you put them in like a prison or something to experience that thing guess what that fades away pretty quick mm-hmm. right that that toughness that bravado but man that's some real shit right and um when you look at stuff like that and you're just like do you know what like Again, it's constantly mis- uh, undersold, I, I, I think, because um, I, I think it is one thing with women that they do undersell that, the the drivenness, like that. Oh, yeah. Solid thing where, like, and, and, and I would love to do something like that. Like, you know, they did, like, the Soul Survivor with uh, Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg, and a lot of the military movies were always focusing on male vets, and there's, like, plenty of female ones. There's some of them that have been through some fucked up stuff too um, absolutely absolutely and then that's and, that's a that's a that's a group of people that as much as veterans can be overlooked that's a group of veterans that are completely overlooked yeah yeah because name one right like you know what i mean like i could name i could name a handful of male ones off the top of my head like mm-hmm. but and that and that's not me accusing them. i'm saying from my my experience you know what i mean like my perception i i can't and i know that there's out there so like our realms of like writing things and coming out with things it's like that's something i'd completely I, i'd love to like explore that because absolutely again i think there's this like misconception you know um 
don't get me wrong, they have their place, you know, skin flicks and stuff like that. I'm not against them. I think that they have their place, you know, fucking Pamela Anderson in that fucking one movie where she's all dressed in leather and shit. Like, barbed they, wire. They have, yeah, yeah, barbed <laughs> wire. Dude, they have their place. They just do. They they do have their place um, because it's part of reality. Well, yeah, Movies and it's also, like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cinematic touchstone, really. Those types of yeah. movies, you know, there's exploitation films of everything. You know, there's there's over the top films of of absolutely everything. So to kind of think of a world without risque types of films like that, it's kind of you know it's impossible. There's 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 a a a, a universe of no, movies I... does not exist without those. Exactly. No, they need to exist. Because they have their place, they all need to exist. Um, but it's it's like it's hard when they're trying to fill a void that's there with something that isn't, you know, mm-hmm. isn't the remedy, you know. Like, and 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 like I said, it's not. It's really not that hard because there's like so much grounded in reality to to come from that. I mean, you know, um, like I said, fucking the. I, I think that the mental fortitude of, of some of these, uh, you know, real life women and shit is, you know, like they're more uh, they're more action hero than the fictional male action heroes a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, because because with with male roles, it's always physical fortitude, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that we get into the mental fortitude of like what could they withstand. There's very few characters that we kind of delve into that realm, right? Like the the resistance and the mental strength. Like there's very few characters in action movies that we take to that extreme. And uh, when you look into reality, shit gets a lot darker and people get a lot more resilient, especially when you look at people like that. And it's like, dude, that chick is a fucking gangster. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you consider a gangster, but this bitch, you could, you could drop her. And, and I don't mean to call her a bitch, but like, I'm telling you, <laughs> you take her, take her anywhere in the world. She's going to come out on top. Like if, if you can get through some shit like that and not give up. Right. Yeah. And never, right. never stop looking for a way out. Never believe that you're just stuck there as a victim. Never give up. Like, dude, fuck that. Like, I don't want to be the last one on a lifeboat with her. I'd fucking jump off, dude. Like, that's just, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, and that's something, like I said, I, I'd like to explore that. So it's, it's a hole in, uh, Hollywood, like we have Ripley, you know. Yeah, we, we have, have a, a we have a lot of one, a lot of. Uh, we have a ton of of great, and it seems to be in like older movies, right? Which is weird. Yeah, which is strange because apparently we were so much more intolerant back then. Yeah, which seems wrong because like I feel like today we're way more intolerant of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, yeah. if you variate from my opinion, and any like even if we're on the same side of things, but if, like if I say that red is nice and you say it's good i mean you're we're not friends yeah like, exactly. you know i mean it's fucking that, that's the point we're at but yeah back then it was i don't know even if you look at like a character that used it well like even like sharon stone right mm-hmm. where it shows how she's dangerous from that something that would seem exploitive to her is actually like you know i mean they portrayed that pretty pretty well um yeah, I, I don't know, but like it, you know, again, tying back to the full circle of like Die Hard is like um, Bruce Willis is a different kind of action hero. 
Like that's one thing. Like Die Hard is such a staple now, but like people don't understand that. Like at the time that Die Hard came out, he was a different kind of action hero, right? Yeah, like, it was up until that. Up until that point, all of the action stars were these big, ripply, you know, muscle-bound dudes that you know who, that yeah, who that, won every fight, who beat everyone's ass, who always can, and and yeah. he had a rough time. Who couldn't act right? like, either? Like who really? Yeah. Really couldn't. I mean, I I can't I can't say that Sylvester Stallone can't act. He's an outlier entirely. He's a phenomenal actor as far as as far as you know his chops and everything, and the way he puts a movie together. And he's you know a monster. But then you have, you know what what I think you're 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 bringing about is Bruce Willis is just a guy. <laughs> he's a cop and a badass and a New York cop at that. Exactly, but he's just a but dude. That's, that's the solution, though, right? Because mm-hmm. that this is where I'm coming full circle. Here is Die Hard was the solution to the action hero problem, mm-hmm. which was when you examine action heroes and then you look at real life heroes, they don't match up. Yeah, real life heroes, real guys who are willing to do crazy things to save people that they don't know, don't look like this. They look like this guy. Yeah. Regular guys that you pass on the street and wouldn't think a damn thing about. You probably have an argument with them at a fucking deli over fucking roast beef or something. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't yeah. think that he's anything crazy, but those are the guys. And that's where the solution to the female action hero comes in. Is it's not these ones that it's not the aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. The aesthetic doesn't match up. The real ones are the ones that blend in, right? Are like are, are like Bruce, uh, the Bruce Willis of action. Obviously, he's such a thing now he doesn't but like to understand that it's kind of environment that die hard came into as far as action movies came into like yeah like dude you're looking at him like what mm-hmm. like he's beating all these guys asses like he's winning like he's he's doing that you know and not through fluent martial art technique not for any of that no just through fucking grit and yeah. will just through be, just through and, being and, and, tougher in that moment than than yeah. he is. And, and the funny thing is, is people think that that is so much more further removed from reality than like a dude like John Claude Van Damme whooping everyone's ass. It's like you know, in like MMA, they fight one on one, right? Like if you put John Claude Van Damme as good as he is in a room with nine dudes, they're beating the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm exactly. sorry, like that's reality. <laughs> okay, like he's gonna look really good until he gets stomped on. But like the the it always comes down to when you look at reality. Is that like Die Hard is more grand in reality? Is that like grit and will? They get you a fucking long way, right? Without anything else, without any of the other tools, martial arts, any of that shit, dude. As much as people don't like to admit it, you look. There's plenty of real world examples out there. You can pull up news stories of like that will get you a long fucking way to survive and shit. It's just grit and will, and so like. uh, It'd be cool to kind of imagine. Like I said, I'm not saying let's make Die Hard with a woman. But I'm just saying, the the concept of John McClane is the solution to that hole that we've just opened up, right? right? And and speaking along the lines that we're that we're talking about, I I really feel as though you know the whole Jurassic Park vein that we have going through here again, two different movies. Like we're talking about how. Die Hard sort of defined sort of defined the real action hero and made the first movie that could be in line parallel with real world occurrences and everything. 
you know, we're, we're sort of moving into an era of reality and science where the themes, at least the themes and concepts in Jurassic Park then seemed like science fiction, but nowadays are moving more towards science fact. And yeah. oh, dude, the, the people who are like saying China's cloning people and people like absolutely not that's science fiction. I was like, dude, they've been cloning like we we've known that you could clone people for like at least thirty years. I think like yeah, I think we've known we've thing, we've like... known it was a, a possibility. We've just we've just not been able to clone anything that we don't already have something of. Well, but the, the thing is, is like um, <laughs> it's, it's the moral thing, right? So like. You think that like the U.S. government, and not just that, I'm not throwing the U.S. under the bus, U.K. government too, probably, we're probably funding some shit. Dude, if it's possible, they're doing it. And if you can't wrap your head around that, like, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Like, where did the atomic bomb come from? You know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, if it's possible and the enemy could do it, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. We're doing it. And, uh, it. Yeah, like you said, it, it's not uh, the the... And I, the uh, realm of Jurassic Park is not as uh, fan fantasy as it seems. Right, and and with uh, and like that was that that's kind of a point that that came to me as I was making as I was saying that. But what I'm what I was originally the line I was going to draw between the two of them was you know Die Hard defined Die Hard defined the action hero as it could be anyone that you see. And Jurassic Park defined that, you know, I love my favorite line in Jurassic Park is the, your people were so, were so blinded by the realization that they could, they never stopped to think if they should. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, Jurassic Park sort of brought to Jurassic Park brought the to light this concept. Hero. Exactly. The yeah. the Jurassic Park brought, and not so much the intellectual hero, because uh, not I'm not drawing that line, but the they brought about these films where there's a bunch of films that came after that where the the pushing the boundaries and moving things forward uh, erratically and. You know, when we push when we push boundaries and move things forward, we need to do it precisely. And when we don't do it precisely, when we do it out of when we do it out of just sheer want to be the first, bad things can happen. And like Jurassic yeah. Park was one of those first movies that put that to a grand scale. Like there were movies that, then that you know about natural things like outbreak which is a really fucking don't watch that movie right now yeah no, don't okay yeah. i would we're never ever going to tell you to not watch a movie on this show but in our current climate do not go and watch the movie outbreak or contagion just don't do it just don't just wait a couple years and then do that okay <laughs> the, the, great movies me. not right now for me, I think it's a good point to look at the comparison of um, if we look at like the hero of Die Hard and the hero of Jurassic Park because I think that like the hero in Jurassic Park is something that kind of grew slowly. So it wasn't so the the hero from Die Hard that caught on, right? Right. We had plenty mm -hmm. of movies follow suit with that. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of movies based on reality, like 
real heroes bring to life and stuff like that. I, I feel like without Jurassic Park, you don't get Taken. Because right. the skills in Taken is not his physical abilities. It's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his... Right? And there's a lot of movies like that. That's, they took a lot longer to catch on, right? Yeah. Where, like, knowledge is my biggest weapon. I know things that you don't mm-hmm. know. And we start to understand, especially in the modern times with intelligence agencies and stuff like that, that knowing things is a huge advantage in any situation. And yeah. so, like, him him having that knowledge of, you know, like, he knows more than anyone else on that fucking island. They have no fucking idea what they're dealing with. Like, he is their only guy yeah, exactly. who has and any realm of dealing I think with that it. comes, like, it comes kind of full circle when you get into, like, the Bourne franchises, right? Like Jason yeah, Bourne goes into it, that. Like, yeah, Jason it blends Bourne, the two. Yeah, the you know Jason Bourne goes into that movie not knowing anything, and then by the end of the film he knows everything. And yeah, he's yeah. a spe- he's a special ops, he's a spec operative, and everything, and he has all these physical abilities, right? And 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 uh, to draw the parallel with Taken and everything, he's you know a special ops soldier and all that stuff. But the fact that the fact that you know in in the in the Bourne movies we get a character that is just as intellectual as he is physical and the same thing then with john wick and everything we get a character that is just as intellectual as he is physical maybe a little bit more to the physical side of of things uh with that's such an important move though isn't it that's such an important move to reality Uh, and and people would think that that's more removed from reality but actually like rocky rambo and commando and terminator and shit like that that's so far from reality mm-hmm. these you know in the van damme films and stuff like that these guys were just physical and just fight and just beat people yeah that isn't real that doesn't that doesn't win in real life yeah it's like, a good thing to we, have now that more stuff's come out yeah for sure but now that these things come out you understand that jason Bourne and liam neeson and stuff like that like oh that's the real fucking yeah top those dogs are, of those the are world. the big badass you know what i mean you know those are the yeah, deep darks is, of is, the world it needs to be a duality of intelligence and being people's ass you know what i mean like mm-hmm. rocky balboa is never gonna be a fucking navy seal okay like you know what i mean like the right. way his his mentality is admirable of course and fascinating to watch but uh, as a fully rounded hero it is that duality of intelligence and physical like capability, right? And, and that that's kind of like a new thing that they've added to the action hero, isn't right? It? Like, Ex- exactly. There's there's there after after we get movies after we get movies like Jurassic Park that have that have uh, a lot of do you know, intellectual I'm leads not- to them. I'm sorry, but I'd actually have to give Jackie Chan some credit for that. Oh, hell yeah. Because there's a hero who can beat anyone's ass, but chooses to do so in a non-lethal... Like, he only does what he has to do. Yes, exactly. Whereas, So while all of the big American action heroes were just killing everybody who mm-hmm. got in their way, Jackie Chan was just doing anything he needed to do to get past them. Yes, and and, it's, and that's that intelligence, right? Like that's, to show that, like, that's also the. I always tout Jackie Chan. Ja- I always tout like you know I, Jackie Chan, 
as even more so than Bruce Lee, even though Bruce Lee is, you know, the, the godfather of it all. But Jackie Chan was the only true blue martial artist action hero because martial arts where anyone who's learned or learned a martial arts, whether it's at Kim's dojo and at Walmart or, you know, an actual, an actual dojo with an actual Sifu who's going to take you through the belting process. And you're going to spend 25 years of your life doing this. You're all taught the same thing. This is a self defense weapon. This is not to be used to hurt people. This is to be used to defend yourself against someone else that's hurting you. And every single Jackie Chan movie, with the exception of a couple, uh, the ending scene, the drunken master too, when he gets drunk and starts, it just beats a living shit out of that dude. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then he, then he's yeah. there, but all of the fights that Jackie Chan is in, he is always on the defense. And that's because thing, he's respectful of love. what martial arts actually are. It, I agree with you a hundred percent, but he also really does deliver what self-defense is because mm-hmm. he doesn't retaliate after the first thing he does everything he can to defend until it escalates. like his his deal with how jackie chan portrays dealing with escalation like i said you can tell that he's a representative of yes those martial arts right because he doesn't react right away mm-hmm. he will defend and defend yes. and defend yes. and defend defuse, until defuse, it gets defuse. to a point yeah until he gets to a point where he has to do something, and even then, he usually will divert or, you know, I mean, move them away and, and, and look for a way out and stuff like that. And that's, I, I think that's why Jackie Chan's movies are, are like, are always going to be. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I know there's the hardcores out there who are like Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, but it, you can't deny, right? And, and it's not anything on Bruce Lee. I mean, if you look at the climate in, uh, you know, like China when he was. A youngster i mean yeah he's uh that's what made him you are where you come from you know what i mean mm-hmm. you become your environment and there's plenty of stories of this dude whooping people's asses and you know because it was a violent place i mean it, you know he goes anywhere that's kind of uh low on money and you know short on funds and whatnot yeah people learn how to fight real good mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what i mean absolutely they kind of have to so this kid his limit for his tolerance for receiving violence was much shorter than someone say like Jackie Chan, who I feel was like a more, and again, you'll get people who, who shit on this. I mean, I mean, Bruce Lee sought this out. Whereas I feel like Jackie Chan is more of a devout student, right? In, right. in that way, if you understand what I mean, like, like Bruce Lee, no matter where you send him, that kid's going to be a fighter, mm-hmm. right? He loves the art of fighting. Jackie Chan is a devout guy who is, found an art that he's the and he you know yeah sunk himself into it and believes in it and you know follows the rules and stuff like that and that's why i think his films um i i think they're underappreciated honestly like i i do like uh, outside of the movie wise action actor as far as like practical stunts and stuff like that that he would do um I just think the message behind a lot of his stuff is kind of undersold. And I think it might take, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but it might take him passing for it to really show, to Mm -hmm. to really show what he's done. Um, Just like it did with Bruce Lee. I mean, right. 
people like Bruce Lee a, a whole lot, but they liked him a whole lot more after he was gone. And like, and that's just an unfortunate thing with art. Mm -hmm. And that's the comparison with martial arts and art in itself is that you're so much more valuable when you're dead. You just are. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's so bizarre, isn't it? But, um, yeah, no, Jack, I mean, Jack Chan, dude. I mean, we're talking about, um, Bruce Willis, a practical, rough and tough, he, he, like that would have been a good movie back in the day. The American, like that, that's what Rush Hour should have been. Like I love Rush Hour, so I don't want to change anything about it, but Rush Hour should have been the American rough and tough cop. Yeah. Versus the, the, versus the devout, precise, to the book, to the T. Yeah, like non-violent, reactionary martial artist yeah cop mm -hmm. that would have been a great combo I, i'd have loved seeing cool. those guys i'd love to have seen those guys side by side not that chris tucker didn't do a fucking excellent job in oh that my film. god one of my favorite which one of y'all kicked me <laughs> which one of y'all like, <laughs> i love that which shit. one of y'all kicked me <laughs> no rush hour they could make a million of those uh, it'd still be good but um no it like it is isn't it because he is almost like, I don't know the time, like, I don't know, because they're probably making movies around the same time, right? If you look at, like, Rumble in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. All of like these, it, it all is. the movies that we're speaking of right now, it's it's interesting. It's, it's a, you know, uh, we're, for those of you still listening, we're drawing, you know, drawing parallels between two movies we started out with, Jurassic Park and, and Die Hard. And we've since drawn several parallels that go through those two movies and meet up with others. But the funny thing is all the movies that we have been talking about, were all created during the same 30 year period. Really? If you really want if you really want to like break, like, yeah. I'm sorry, same about 20 year period from 1983 to 2003. Cause that's where you have all the diehards that we've talked about. Most of the Jackie Chan films are happening between that era too. His, his, yeah, all his of the, best ones uh, uh, within that. Most notable, sure. like Operation Operation Condor. You know, uh, Mister Nice Guy. Who am I? Uh, Fucking who am I? Rumble in the Bronx, dude. dude. Who am I? Is such a good film. Who am I? Is maybe his most uh, like because I know that people love Rumble in the Bronx. And I love that too. There's just some scenes in that that, like, again, you get the MMA guys and like the Rogans who are like, this shit's bullshit. And it's just like, dude, like, it's have you seen be. what, like, Come on. have you, no, but like, do you guys understand? Like, I know what, like, the, the, you know, like the Bronx and shit like that was like, like guns, crime, people fighting and shit like that. But like, do you understand what fucking China was like at that time? Like, Getting enough, getting your ass beat by like thirty dudes, a very real possibility. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. So like these martial arts that are about hit this guy, hit that guy, hit this guy. Like yeah, now in the movies, knocking every one of them out. But in real life, like no, you're just hitting the guy, and he's like that fucking hurt. Fuck that. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Um, and... It's just touching multiple guys, and Rumble in the Bronx deals with that in such a real way because it is terrifying because we're jackie chan right like we're watching mm -hmm. over jackie chan's fingers and these guys jumping over railings and his he's always good at his environment and space and again only reacting when he needs to react right and and mm -hmm. it, that, that's where he's like uh the, the, where i'd like him to john mcclain is like he is like the china china's equivalent 
of John McClane, right? Because right. it's yeah, the no, it's the same. It's the country's ideals encompassed within one man. Yes, exactly. Right. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, and I, he, so, I totally so like, agree with you. Yeah, like they're the perfect guy, right? Mm-hmm. For each country's ideals, and so like John McClane is like, yeah, he's a bit gruff and he's rough and he's tough and he'll fuck it you know what i mean like he doesn't he have deals he doesn't have 30 inch biceps and a 20 inch no, neck and, no. and he drinks hand, a bit you know yeah he yeah, drinks and, a bit he's like i love we we gotta we gotta do a podcast like we we were the initial outset of this was just to do one on jurassic park i i forced warren into making one about jurassic park and die hard and talking about their effects on cinema but we have to do one that's just about, just about Die Hard. Just to, and 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 we, this one was this one was he, this uh, was heavy Die Hard. But just the, I mean, in the third one in Die Hard with a Vengeance, he's literally hung over for the entire film. Yeah, I love it. I the love entire it. movie, he is fighting a hangover headache. <laughs> Just yeah, like he, he's chewing on about, aspirin the whole time. <laughs> but it's such a real thing. Like, like it's so it's it could be so overlooked as just like a character, a character's like deficiency, right? Right. Just to show that like how he's like held back. But actually, what it is is a way to connect with him, right? Because mm-hmm. we all it's know a, that it's the feeling. human element. It's the human element um, that he, he may even, not make it out this yeah. time. And we all know that exact feeling that he's dealing with. Every single one of us. Yeah. Whether you've only done it once or a million times. Like, you know that feeling. And it just makes him so much more... He, it, like, he's so human, John McClane. Like, yeah. he just is so human. He's so flawed. Mm-hmm. And he's not even liked. <laughs> like they don't Yeah, like he spends the majority of that like... film with people that just don't really like him that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, um, and, but, but that's... You know, like... Say say what you want. I mean, you know, like like I said, we end a lot of these movies with heroes who are just heroes for heroes' sake, and at the end, everyone knows they're here and they're just nice for the rest of their life. It doesn't work like that, you know. Like that's why he's such a much more real representation of what being a hero is. Is it, it's not that he's a hero. That's just who he is. He's a guy who, when shit kicks off, he runs towards it mm-hmm. instead of running away. And they kind of lean and, into that. Uh in the subsequent films that came after, you know, good day to die hard. Uh, all the, all those other ones that are kind of like, uh, they make a commentary that he's probably one of the last ones left that are not going to be, they're not going to be immediately political and civil about solving a problem. You know, he's still, he's still of the, like in the, the one that, uh, it's the first one that came after it. Uh, the, I forget what uh, what that one was called, but the one that he did with Justin Long and uh, Kevin Smith, they were in the you know, and it's about yeah, the one about yeah. the technology and everything. And he's a he's a dial up cop in a uh, in a DSL world and all that kind of stuff. And he's one of the last of his kind, the last ones that you know you 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 drove the you you shot the helicopter down with your car because I ran out of bullets. Like, you know, it's all of those simple one-liners and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's an analog, it's an analog action hero in a digital movie. And I thought. Not just that. I I think that the Bruce Willis, I I think that the Bruce Willis image changed as well. Because when people think of Bruce Willis, like, so when your modern movie viewer thinks of Bruce Willis, they think of 
the bold guy from Unbreakable. When I think of Bruce Willis, I think of that fucking rough and tough cop with that awesome head of hair. Yeah. Right? And just, he's like every guy kind of handsome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then people forget that because of the modern day perception. But dude, like, yeah, he was up there with them. Yeah. Like, if no, you look at like cult fiction and stuff like that, like, I love his role in Pulp Fiction. By the Absolutely. Way. That's one of my favorite, one of his favorite, my, my mm-hmm. favorite roles of him. But, um, yeah, like, it's the image, isn't it? Like, Hollywood is all image, and that image of him with the bald head and the more, like you said, the subsequent diehards and his more recent thing is, uh, like, the image he has. Whereas, like, I will always remember him as fucking John McClane, as yep. just the man. Um, and, and maybe more so the man than a lot of the other action heroes I grew up with. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I love the martial arts shit. I love Van Damme. I love Stallone. I love Arnie and stuff like that. But, like, John McClane just hit different. Mm-hmm. He just hit way different. And it was... Uh, do, do you know what, actually? I, I, I think he deserves more credit for an impact he'd have on a, on a kid at that time. Right, know, exactly. Kids, we're all kind of, like, wiry. And we all want to do that. We all want to do what these heroes are doing. We all want to be good guys. But you're looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, what one thing do I have in common with this fucking guy? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He can't even speak English. Like, that's another thing we don't have in common. He's also ripped as fuck. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's all these things. And it's like, oh, there's John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, like, he can do the splits. And, you know. He probably shouldn't come in within 50 mile radius of my mother because she'll molest him. So like, yeah. <laughs> there's just like all these things and you're just like, oh man. But then you see John McLean. It's just like, he's just a guy and that's yeah. achievable. I could do that. I could just be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't have to have any of these skills. I don't have to do that, but I just need to have some morals. I have to need to know that like I go towards the, tr- the fucking trouble and I help people and I do things that other people won't do. And stuff, I, I don't know, like I said, you know, you probably shouldn't get your moral code from a movie, but if you were going to, I mean, I think that John McClane is one of the better guys you could look at, right? Because yeah. no, he's that's... one of the few guys that doesn't benefit from his heroics as well. Right, no, he's, it's all of, all of the, I mean, I mean, he benefits by saving his wife and living, but that's about it. Um, yeah, but then doesn't he get like... Uh, you know, like they give, vengeance, yeah. like he's like divorced, he's getting divorced, and mm-hmm. he's just like having a rough. You know, I mean, like he's so he tries he's not... to get back with her, and he's you know all that stuff, and he's you know he he he's he's a he he's at that point in Die Hard with a Vengeance, he's kind of broken. You know, in the third movie, yeah. it's a broken John McClane because he's you know it's it's and it's a it's it's really it's a neat way to it's a a very neat way to wrap up a trilogy like that. I, they kind of, they kind of stand also, alone really. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some elements that those, come back. Those, yeah. Those three though, those three are like, I, I'd count them as two separate trilogies. Sure. Yeah. You know the, what I the, mean? Yeah. Like, the, there's, like, there's stuff that they tried to put in, you know, Lucy McLean being older, his son being older and his son actually being, you know, a, a following in his father's shoes, being a badass and everything. Um, but yeah, the, the movie, the Die Hard just has this, it has this very satisfying, but also very 
real and sad sort of arc to it where by the third film it's it it's funny that the that those three movies operate exactly how the arc of an action film does right because in the first movie yeah. in the in the first movie it's fresh you know it's kind of he's just dealing with stuff that he doesn't that he hasn't quite grasped yet but you know he's not he's a hero but he's not a hero and he's forced to be a hero you know that's like act one of an action movie right and then in the I, middle I, the second yeah. one the second one he has more of a handle on who he is you know he even makes jokes about it well we're up to our neck in terrorists again aren't we john it's like why do i always end up in the wrong place at the wrong time like it's he's he knows who he is and he he has all the and you think everything's going to kind of work out like towards the end there end of that second movie is like the end of the second act of an action film where it's like we've kind of figured it out and we you know it's it's we got to push to the end but at least there's you know, a, 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 something at the end of the tunnel. And then the third film happens. And usually the third act in the action movie, in an action movie, the beginning of that third act is bleak as fuck. Yeah. It's like, we, it really we don't have any, like everything that we thought that was going to happen in the second movie and the direction we were headed just got tanked, you know? And we see John McClane in the third movie, like you would see, like you see him beat up in the third act of the, in the third act of Die Hard. He's got yeah. glass in his feet. He's cut up. He's he's shot. He's beat to shit. He's dirty. He's got pants on. That's it. I I, I just think it, it is it like again like it's total fantasy. It's total action movie. But I think it's just such a a more realistic look at a guy like that. Yeah, exactly. A guy a guy a guy who is a hero, right? Because the thing with John McClane is it within his world he isn't particularly likable mm-hmm. to people around him. And he doesn't necessarily agree with, you know, the current direction of things. But and I think that's kind of telling in, like, you know, the climate we're in now is that, like people need to start understanding. It's like you need those guys, yeah, and they need you, right? Like exactly. we all need each other for for different things. But like you can't try and, you know, silence and shut down guys like that because, like I said, guys like. The guys like John McClane, the guys who are serving like the Marines and even the infantry and 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 stuff like that. The guys who are ready for that shit, mm-hmm. the guys who want that, the guys who are like in for it. And you can't, you you can't try and water that down. Like you know, what I mean, like yeah, okay, like like you say, you look at John McClane, the sadness in that film is like he did all he did, and like you know, the world doesn't reflect. But that's reality, isn't it? Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he's done yeah. what he's done, and the, you know he's the old guy and he deals with it this kind of way. And they're all trying to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's not by the book, but you need guys like this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's that like every man. And he's like that, you know, well, fan, well, fan, like fantasy is also like almost like a re realistic, uh, ideal in terms of a young man who wants to be, because it's, it's it's not roses, is it? You know what I mean? He's not, it's not a hero like Rocky is or right. Yeah. He's, something like that. He's you know, not a... it's, it's showing that you do it for you. You do it because of your internal code and mm-hmm. because that's what you believe in. And no one might agree with that or even, you know, you're not going to get praised for it or it's, think, a, it's you know almost I mean? like, like, this, like, like those action, like those action heroes, 
like the Rambos and, you know, Stallone and they, they, they pick the situation. Whereas with McLean, the situation picked him. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was a whole wrong place, wrong time. Guess what, John? This is what you're here for, dude. Like you want, you want to know why you're the way you are. It's this, it's because of this. That's so much more like, that's so much more telling of like, real life though right because like how many situations have you ever been in with tough decisions that you've chosen you know what i mean like it always chooses you mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're always ending up in situations where you're like how the fuck <laughs> like did i you know i mean not on a john mcclain level but just in personal life stuff like that you're always yeah. making decisions that you're like what the fuck and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to make the right decisions that make you the bad guy right and and yeah. stuff like that and like in in that in that sense like i in that sense, I think the conclusion of it is that I think that John McClane is like the truest action hero. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I like now that I'm thinking of it, when you look at like the last action hero, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger is literally portraying John McClane. Whoa, right? Like, yeah, it was meant no, to be it's, right? Like, yeah, that's... no, that's I mean, if you look at the way he lives outside of the action film, not just that, the villain. Yeah, in that movie, at the top of the fucking mm-hmm. building, front like, come on, dude. Yeah, that, that was meant to be Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, I, I, I'm, I'd be, I'd be interested to to research and see if that was brought up to him. But yeah, um, but no, like again, like I said, that's the conclusion I come to. I think that it's uh, he's the American ideal of a man. A man who does what's needed to be done um, when it needs to be done without the need for praise and the acceptance of ridicule for what he's done. Exactly. Which, I mean, you know, following Vietnam and following all the shit that's going on here, I mean, it's something that men all around you that you wouldn't even look twice at have gone and done for themselves. And, uh, yeah. You know? Just get on with it, don't they? You know, it's it's, uh, it's, it's fucking admirable. It's not, you know, yeah. there's not much, there's not much shit that I spend that much time on that I don't want any credit for. And so, in that case, it's very fucking admirable to yeah, exactly to do that type of thing. Because uh, I, I, if I sink that much time in some shit, like I want someone to be like, "That's good job, like you did yeah. good." Um, so I think uh, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap this episode up, really. Um, now, if it, it, the cool thing is, we did, uh, we we did, the, I, I just looking back and and remembering the stuff that we talked about. Um, I mean, this this I wanted to see if we could do it, and we did. We sort of uh, we we outlined two very very important, uh, very very important movies for two very different reasons. And, uh, you know, outlining the impact that they had subsequently on the movie industry, you know, Die Hard established, yeah. Die Hard established the action hero in, in present day and Jurassic Park established the blockbuster, the, the, the level of the level of, of absurdity <laughs> that inherent yeah. and, and it's not, and I say, I use absurdity as uh, as a as a positive adjective, and the, the, that mean, movie showed us the level of the level of involvement and the level of you know the the level I, of dude, creativity in, possible. In in your defense of that, 
adjective that you used. If I take Jurassic Park off the face of the planet, name one more dinosaur movie. They don't. Like, they don't happen uh, after that one. Yeah, no, they don't. I know. They, they don't. We don't so get you it. Never, you never see a T Rex or a Velociraptor or a fucking pterodactyl no. in that way. It turned us. It, it turned yeah. us into children again. All of the. And, yeah. and all, I mean, obviously, the kids. Obviously, I. We're speaking. You and I both are speaking generationally. We were kids when the movie came out, but it turned our parents and the people that were as old yeah. as our parents at the time into children again. Like you're obsessed with dinosaurs and stuff when you're a kid, and Dude, you're never going to be sure. like, oh man, I'll probably never see one of these things. Even on this, I could see them on TV and in books. And then Steven Spielberg was like, "Got you, fam." Dude, <laughs> like, I remember when Jurassic Park three came out, and every other kid was getting like Pokedexes. Right, mm-hmm. these little like fold out Pokedex you type numbers in, and I got a fucking Dino Dex from Jurassic Hell Park, yeah. and you could like type in numbers and shit, and it would t- like all the dinosaurs were numbered, and I was like, "Yep, mm-hmm. pits. But no, it's true, right? Like it, without Jurassic Park, we never see dinosaurs. Yeah, and without we Die Hard, them. and without Die Hard, we don't get all of the other every. We don't without without Bruce Willis, there is no Jason Statham. Nope. I venture I venture to say also, I mean there there is the the rock, John Cena, all those all those super superheroes and everything, all those guys, they don't get the recognition that they probably would because as much as you can nope. live up to Arnold and live up to to yeah. Stallone, those movies already happened. That's it, but I think that like John McClane lowered the character bar. Sure. For yeah. guys like that. Right mm-hmm. with the physical appearance, who maybe didn't have the chops or the or the script to fill the boots of a character like Conan or right something like that that could come in and be an every guy who is extraordinary, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you know, I'd agree with you. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I... And 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 those, and I think it's it, it it's weird. People will see the title of this podcast, you know, Die Hard, Jurassic Park, and the impact that they. And the the equivalent impact that they had on on cinema, I I really I I, I hope that uh, I hope that you've stayed and I hope that you, you you've seen the uh, the lines that we've drawn here. It's interesting to it's two very very I mean completely different genres really, you know sci-fi creature films and you know a run of the mill at run of the mill is a way to put it for at the time action films. And uh, you dude, can yeah. see how you can see how as as completely polar opposite as they are, the parallel lines that they draw through them through the the universe and history of cinema. I think it's a very uh, it's a it's a cool thought experiment. We should do it again, I, I think, and try to find a couple movies that that uh, yeah drop. No, it's a, you know it, you it, can do it for every genre. Cool, I think it's a cool idea to kind of take two movies and try and strip them down and see similarities that maybe aren't there like uh, you know but try and like see those things because that's when you break down story and character and and kind of you know all all movies are just at the end of the day all movies are just movies they're all stories and they all follow the same rules you know i mean Mm -hmm. so you strip down pretty much anything and find the the common like tissue between them Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's really uh again the, the purpose of this podcast is to expose you to things that you either didn't know about or weren't necessarily apt to um, 
apt to search out on your own, or maybe you're so burnt out by the, uh, the, or the recent happenings over the past 18 months that you've literally watched what you think is everything. And, uh, we're here to help you step out by maybe drawing some lines between a couple movies or between a couple genres or between a couple actors or directors or something like that, uh, that you didn't really notice before. Maybe that encourages you to go back and watch them again. I mean, that's a, that's what we can always hope. Yeah. Rewatching a movie for me is like, uh, that's, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to play with you right now. You don't, don't think I'm not about to, when we end this podcast and we both say goodbye, I'm not going to watch Die Hard with a Vengeance because I totally am. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got halfway through it. I've still got that one and the uh, the subsequent films to go. I'm, I'm yeah, still man. working my way through it. For exactly. Sure. It's Saturday morning I woke up to that and I was just, it, it, like, that's another thing about a powerful film, right? It's like when a film's made great, you can wake up halfway through it and it's just playing and I'm just in. I'm just like, yeah, immediately and grabs watch, you. Yeah, and I just watch two and a half films because of like I just woke up inside of it and I was just like I can't leave. Like yep. I, I need to watch this, which is but somehow yeah, no. uh, it's just being married. Sometimes how sex happens, but yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> On that, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Movie Sherpas. If you have suggestions and stuff for uh, stuff that you would want to hear, maybe hear us talk about, uh, leave it in the uh, the comments or leave it in uh, yeah. whatever whatever format you're experiencing this in. Uh, let us know. Sure. We're on uh, we're on all major platforms. So we're on Launchpad Media right now. We're on Anchor, also Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, all those wonderful things. You can find us just about anywhere. Anything I last say, to say to the people of Warren? Coming up here, op- opposing all of the terrible, terrible horror movie lists that come out every October for movies that you've already seen when you were five years old, that recommending that you should watch this Halloween. If you want to get like actually scared and you want to watch some shit that's going to fuck with your brain, we're going to have the best, and I mean it, right? Because I've gone through this list a lot of times the best horror movie list for the month of October. Absolutely. So shit that I can almost guarantee that most of you have never seen and shit that is what I call movie ruiners, where after you watch this shit, you're going to be coming back for the next one because no other movie is going to fill the boots of this. Like, and I mean it, like, yeah, uh, you know, maybe not budget-wise, maybe not up there, but I'm going to find you movies that are going to be better than any insidious or fucking paranormal and, activity you can find. And it's not necessarily going to be shock and awe, gross factor, or anything like that. We're going to be talking about real, uh, well-made. Some are independent, some are, um, you know, some are professional. I, I, some are independent, some are not independent. We'll just say that. Um Yeah. And these aren't going to be movies that are just, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some gross out stuff on the list. It's a horror, it's a horror movie list. No shit. But these are going to be movies that are curated to, um, to scare you in, in a new way, really. Like it's, it's not just going to be our list of movies that, that are gross that we think are going to scare you. These movies genuinely freaked us the fuck out and they're going to freak you out. I'm hoping. Even if they don't scare you, like my rule for a horror movie of it is without the horror, it still has to have a, a good story. Like it still needs to be, by yeah. the time I'm finished watching it, I need to feel like, okay, I didn't jump once, but that was a good movie. 
right? Yeah. Not a good horror movie, but a good movie. And I feel like every one of these that I've got lined up here ticks that box. So we'll be working through those. Um, I, I don't know if, I, I, dude, I don't know. Are all women the same? I don't know. But if you seem, happen to be a gentleman um, or a woman yourself who is obsessed with horror movies, um, which most of them seem to be. Uh, I yeah, mean, every time we sit down to watch a movie, it's like I skip through all the other categories and go straight to horror because that's all she wants to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that realm, I found these ones that just tick all the boxes um, for everyone. And I, I, like I said, forget those fucking IMDb lists and shit like that. Not they come to say- up with the same shit every year, <laughs> every year. And it's like all those classics are classics. But if you want to be like. You don't want to. You don't want to be like nostalgic on Halloween. You want to be scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, not to say that you. You know. Not to say that you. That. Not to say that you shouldn't watch. You know, The Exorcist, Halloween, or anything like that. But come on, let's let's. Uh, those those movies are there for a reason, and uh, we're not going to be talking about them only because uh, that we don't need to. No. Uh, those yeah. those those we I don't need we Warren and I don't have to sit here for an hour and a half and tell you why the exorcist is good. If we yeah, have, if, no. if, if that is something that you need to be told, what you need to do right now is shush and go watch the exorcist. Just do it. Don't have any one of yeah. us tell you why you should just yep. go do it. And you'll find out for yourself. Right. But yeah, it's these, not hating on. Yeah. It's not hating movies, on the classics. And all. Classics are classics, but if you want to be scared, like you gotta be, if you're going to be scared, it's got to be something new, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. going to get scared. What, exorcist not you've seen it a thousand times like you can appreciate it you could love it even right which i think most of us do as horror movie fans but um yeah a lot of found footage a lot of uh less unknown films and utterly terrifying and disgusting which is halloween from back to front if you ask me so like yeah let's let's get that done be hitting those all through the month of october which is going to be good we're gonna uh, it's we'll make sure to advertise uh the subsequent uh next couple weeks here and we will start them first week of october first episode that we are going to drop in october will be on and running with the spooky stuff throughout the month hey we might even go through to november who the hell knows yeah nobody knows that's a lot of them but um if you do watch any of the movies that we talk about or you have any points or feelings that you feel that we've missed please feel free to join the conversation we'll exactly. join in as best that we can and uh with and, uh, this we might revisit some things and you might get a call out if you come up with any good points exactly uh with this the uh we're gonna we're working on our social media right now this is episode two so you know uh we're still it trying to get is. still trying to get our sea legs on this whole thing so uh uh, thank you to we've got uh, some downloads on the first uh, episode, which is really awesome. I uh, got some people listening, which is cool. Uh, if you're out there and you're right one on. of those, thank you. Uh, if you've hung out with us this long, we appreciate you. And uh, we're going to be having some forums, some social media, some light stuff. We're not going to go full bore craziness. All uh, you know, you know, all uh, the ones that have every single social media. I would like there to be a Facebook group, which is cool, and uh, maybe okay. maybe a Twitter page. We can uh, we can talk about that. But until Next time, kids, uh, we shall we shall see you. We we'll we'll see you on the next one. And uh, what what's uh, what's the last pearl of wisdom, Warren? What do we have for him? I would just let them know that we are the movie sharpers, and you should let us be your guide and enjoy your week, everybody. And Ooh, yes. try not to try not to 
you know, have unprotected sex or anything dangerous like that. <laughs> it is pretty dangerous. <laughs> I mean, have you seen teeth? <laughs> That's oh man, dude. I I they need to make them out of that like shark male, <laughs> right? <laughs> This is for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is dead. <laughs> okay. All right. See okay. you guys. Okay. <laughs> Later.